I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. Jay Cross. Hiya. And Joe Branton. Hola. How's it going, gentlemen? Very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. Good, good. Yes. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us this evening. Um, loads to talk about, as always. Um, firstly, what's everyone been up to? Matt Knight, you've got a load of new things. Yeah, um, I got some. I got some stuff for doing some work, um, which was quite good. I like getting paid in stuff rather than getting paid in money because money's boring. Um, yeah, I got a Boss VB2W, which I think I briefly mentioned last week, um, and I did a little live Periscope on it yesterday. I saw you uh, did not that. Periscope, little live Facebook video, Facebook Live in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash yeah. groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Yeah, and it didn't come out too bad. I think I need to get some sort of little interface for the iPhone, just uh, to kind of the sound make the sound a bit clearer. I thought it sounded okay. The funniest thing about the whole video was your intro, where you'd already put the camera on the tripod, and your little head, sort of like a thumb over the lens, was like poking out of the corner. I thought it was um, yeah. it was funny. Everyone should just watch it, it just like, for that. I was, I was um, I was basically trying to work out the best way because it obviously you have to try and like screw it into the tripod and I was like I don't want to have to like screw it into the tripod while the video's going that's just weird um, but also the lighting's not fantastic but I'll I'll work out something to make it look better and sound maybe slightly better. Here's my tip because I did watch a bit of the video. Maybe if you're demoing the VB2, for example, put the camera near the VB2 so you can actually see the VB2. I do like seeing the whole pedal board and I understand that you're very proud of it. But I think if the key thing in the video is the VB2W, focus on the VB2W. Yes, I Advice will do that next from time. Peckham. You know, uh, I've made a few videos in my time. So what did you do, Matt? Did you live stream it on the group? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, watched by 68 people, a whole, a whole 68. Nice. It was great. I caught, the very, uh, I caught the very end. Can you watch it again now? You, you can. can. Watch it it's now. on the Facebook group now. Yeah, definitely. I, I, out. I was trying to... I, I think I caught it just... Because it was like, what, 15 minutes long or something? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I caught you just at the end. Um, I was in the toilet when it started. Nice. <laughs> Not when it started, but it was in. I was in the toilet. And you were watching felt, it on the toilet. No, I, the toilet. Th- that's the thing. Is like I wasn't because I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable watching something <laughs> live. It's kind of different if you're watching a video. But the fact that it was happening live whilst I was in the toilet, I thought was just a little bit like 
I mean, I just wanted, you could have like, commented live. You could have been like, I, uh, I am on the toilet live. Mate, this is like, it's, you've got that real, like, proppy sound out of that VB2W. Like, real. You could have started some sort of rival live stream. Just see who, <laughs> who gets the most viewers. Oh, I've got an amazing idea to tell you boys about and to tell the listeners about. Let's do it at the end of this intro section. Um, an amazing idea. Okie dokie. Um, which I'm going to, yeah. Don't, I'll tell you about it at the end. Remind me. Oh, man. Um, so I hope this is good. It is going to be good. So, okay. Matt Knight, how are you getting on with your stuff? Yeah, good. VB2 is awesome. Like, it's seriously impressive. Because it's, it's analogue and it sounds like the old ones. And it just sounds so, like, rich and warm. And it's like... Ri- you know how vibrato pedals can generally be, like, f- either extreme or just, yeah, a bit too unusable? This sounds, like, really natural. Just, like, a nice bit of, like warped kind of tape sounds to everything i think um, in in the um as we kind of recently lost prince um it was pretty cool to hear your guitar basically sound like the purple rain guitar which i think is also vb2 yeah. vb2 right yeah yeah i think he used a, i think he used a vb2 or he used a c2 but i mean this this the circuit's very similar but i tell you the one amazing thing about that and the dm2w is like the slight boost you get to the signal Okay. Like they just add this warmth that you turn it off and you're like, ah, oh. and it's just the buffer in it. It's just so good that you're like, ah, oh, that makes everything sound better. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I kind of like ended up having it on for about an hour, just like not turn, turning it off and being like, oh, now everything doesn't sound as warped as it did before. Kind of nice with that little bit of, I can see what they were going for when they designed it originally. Like, ah, oh, who needs to bend the strings? <laughs> this this pedal will do it for you. And I can see why it was a failure because of that. But now I think the way that pedals have changed, like it's so much more of a usable product now because people have kind of gone, oh, that's what I can do with it. Yeah. I yeah. suppose, but Roland's always had stuff like that, you know, like uh, the 303, you know. Was and and the uh, the eight hundred eight and the drum accompaniments were supposed to be like drum and bass accompaniments for solo guitarists. That's until so, until someone bought one and went, oh yeah, it sounds really good. I've uh, started house music. Yeah, by go. accident. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing some research for a video that I'm working on about the history of the wah pedal, and um, if you're into the history of that, it's pretty amazing. Basically, Vox bought. Oh, no, no. A company in America called Warwick Electronics bought the right to make Vox amps in the US. Um, and they were they took the Super Beetle amp, which is an all-valve uh, combo, and uh, were making a transistor one. And they went, oh, this would sound great for, like, saxophone and trumpet and stuff. So they called it right. the something like the Amplophonic something or other and this will all be in the video properly when it actually comes out on the YouTube channel um, but it was yeah the Amplophonic Orchestra that was it but one of the other products they wanted to make was they wanted to make basically a foot controlled mute to replicate the sound of like putting a mute on the end of a trumpet um, and yeah one of the engineers basically kind of did it by accident by putting like a uh, mid-range uh, pot into an old Vox volume pedal um and that was kind of the birth of the war and it came out like that's why clyde mccoy is on there uh is on the vox wars or is known for being you know associated with voxes not because he's a guitarist but because he's a trumpet player um and i think that's um interesting yeah people assume that that's what you're going to use it for is to be like a foot controlled 
um, mute for amplified trumpets, and then you'd so you'd go from your trumpet into the wah, and then into this new Vox Amplophonic Orchestra amp. Um, but yeah, and then at the same time, guitarists started picking up, and the lead designer was like, "You know, this sounds way better on guitar." But because Vox had already, or because Warwick Electronics, I think they were called had already worked out their plan for this entire range of orchestral stuff. They were like, no, when it comes out, Clyde McCoy's on the box, and uh, we're going to market it to brass and woodwind. Right. But then, crucially, um, the Thomas Organ Company, who are a subsidiary of Warwick Electronics, made the first crybaby at the same time. So right. they were like, okay, this or is completely gonna... yeah. separately. So because they were a subsidiary, they were making two products and marketing in a slightly different way. And by the sound of it, from what I can research, they kind of marketed the Crybaby then for guitarists, but crucially didn't trademark the um, the name Crybaby. So which is why Jim, they were... Jim came along. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how it transitions to Dunlop, but you and I've seen a couple actually. I had some friends who had like vintage Crybaby wars that weren't made by Dunlop. By Dunlop. No, they were made by Jennings in Italy. Yeah. I think the early ones so, were, weren't they? Yeah, all the stuff is made in Italy. By I think Jen, I think, is the company. Yeah. J-E-N. Right, the so, company that used to make synths. Oh, I don't know. But, they yeah. did make synths as okay. well okay. at some point. Famous SX-1000. Okay. I think the weird thing is, is yeah, that um, at that time when these new pedals were coming out, like companies also released mail-order vinyl that just demoed the sound of those pedals. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Which I think is amazing. Just like a fella playing wah pedal for like 10 minutes on one side of a record. Just being like, check out this new product. There's a great... Um, I can't remember exactly what instrument it is going through it, but um, the Gibson Maestro Fuzz, Gibson released a 7-inch record with it of people, you know, with posh voices like... And now it's the cello accompaniment played through the maestro wah, and then it's like a cello played, uh, maestro fuzz. There's a cello played through the fuzz. Sounds but amazing. I think is fuzz pedals were initially designed or marketed at jazz players. Yeah. Because they were like, add a new tone to your jazz. And it's like, jazz players are like, I don't want to use this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so un-jazz. This is pointless. Um but yeah, um, I mean, talking about the other thing I was looking at this week in terms of like old school products was this. I've been following this company called Clouds Hill Effects, which is based out of a studio in Germany, and they've built the first ever floppy disk delay. Yeah, I saw you, uh, you post up about this. Yeah, I did. I posted yeah, up I about it, this, and I was yeah. like, oh my God, I, I want one of these delay pedals. I, I they, And they were like, oh, we're only building them in small numbers. I like emailed them and stuff, and they were like, oh, we're only going to build 30, and... The first 10 are £2,000. What? And the following 20 are £1,500. What? So I was like, that is ridiculous. I mean, it's, I how, mean is it, what, how is it what working? Is, is it reading and writing to the floppy disk at the same time? It's, as far as I can tell, there's a, there's a re- they put up a really, really good video on like kind of how it works. But I think it's... Um, Maybe yeah, it's basically a signal is written to a disc by magnetizing uh, by a magnetizing record head and then replayed and erased uh, by two reproduction heads um, and one erased head of a cassette player. So I'm assuming it's doing something. Yeah, it's it's I I mean I it looks inside like the old Vincent Ecorex that used to write onto like a magnetic like drum. 
Okay. Um, so I think it does something very, very similar to that. But there's only one guy building this out of the studio, and apparently it takes ages to to make just one. But the amount of effects they've got on it is quite cool. You can like have the delay, but you can then break the actual tape machine, so it stops the whole thing from turning. So you still go through like all the preamp, but then you get like no delay. You can add in like uh, random uh, error simulation as well, so it like faults the disc drive as it's playing. Right. To give you all these kind of like weird effects. Does that then like, sound like modem noise? Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean the, the, the video. Like start it's, Yeah, yeah, that would be quite cool. I, I would, I'd be up for a pedal that did that sound. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. I just, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a delay pedal. Um, Presumably, like, you only I'd get. Imagine like if a... you had a studio, it would probably be good. But two grand is. A lot of money. Really, or is it just is it just a novelty? It's Surely a novel. It's, it's a, a novelty, novelty thing. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It, I reckon it'd be. I like especially in the studio. Like now, how sort of tapes coming back, and you've got companies like uh, T Rex doing the replicator, and you've got Full Tone doing the solid state tape echo. Like it gives you a sound that yeah, you're but, not going to get from anything else. But it's not. But what it's like a digital did... version of that sound. Like it's not. It will be no the um like old tape like the Full Tone tape echo and the. The Dan Electro, not the Dan Electro, the T-Rex, um, yeah, the replicator, the, the tape machine. Yeah, yeah. They're all like analog tape, aren't they? Yeah, so but, this the, is, but the floppy disk isn't. No, it's analog. Yeah. Floppy disk. It's discs. not digital. Yeah, yeah. It's analog. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing digital about it. It's right. it's 100% analog. Right. What, what company um, did the candle Which is what's powered? so crazy about it. Uh, what the, company the did The candle that, power the delay can, was... Yeah. Um, is it T-Rex or no, Earthquaker? No, no, no. Or Matt? Pigtronics, what, maybe? Who made the candle-powered Earthquaker? It wasn't Pigtronics. The what one, sorry? The candle-powered. Oh, candle-driven Univibe, which kind of makes sense because it works on a photosensitive or a light-sensitive like LED, isn't it? So it's kind of like... It's the same as Morley wire pedals, how they're optical. So you're basically influencing the sound of the effect by adding in or taking away light so it works in a, a similar way yeah not that you'd ever use that live i mean that would be i wonder if they sold it can- like, no Lip it pepper. was it was purely a i think it was a purely a thing for their I mean, they've been a company now for like 20 years or something like that i think it was a, an anniversary a, piece they have we've got something about that coming up later on mm. in the uh, in the show That's just quickly Matt, before we um, before we move on tr8 how are you finding uh, only a drum machine oh it is excellent fun and now especially sync it up to the roland boutique like it automatically syncs the sequencer so i've basically been spending my time yeah with the tr8 and then the um juno in sequence but then i also realized if i go midi out of the drum machine into the es8 i can control the tempo of the es8 from the drum machine which in turn syncs all the delays and nice all my other pedals. <laughs> wow just, and then you can use the ES8 to then start and stop the drum machine. <laughs> can so you? you? Basic, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll set it up properly and I'll do a video on it. But yeah, you can basically, because there's full MIDI programs on the ES8, in theory, you could set it up so different buttons also trigger different drum sounds. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's pretty pretty hardcore. And like lo- record it live. Um, I, I want this to be your next live stream video into the Facebook group. It's just this mental setup. <laughs> well, once I get my um, Roland modular synth as well, then uh, yeah, I get pretty. I'm really excited for you to get that. You need to. You should bring that down next time you come down. 
Yeah, or you should come up to London and we'll plug it all in. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Jay Cross, you've had a busy week. I've had a busy week. You've been doing some gigs and, well, you've been putting on some gigs and stuff. Yeah. Um, any guitar highlights? Anyone playing anything unusual or any pedals? Um, I know it's punk, but someone must have heard something interesting. Um, well, on, so I put on two shows. I put on a show on uh, Friday with this band from Dublin called The Number Ones who are uh, power pop bands just sound like the Buzzcocks uh, they've got some interesting gear well sort of I mean we've spoken about this band before they they just use, they, they sound like a, as I say like a power pop band so they use like 60s guitars but like um, some sort of Watkins I think the guy was yeah, using yeah it was Watkins and last time the the other guitarist had like one of those Vox teardrop guitars oh, oh yeah. yeah he did um, yeah, yeah. but this time he didn't have that he had some like like pony looking not very good sounding uh oh, I thought they sounded good like Les Paul type thing but I think it was like a, I think it was like an Eastwood Les Paul or something like oh, that oh yeah 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 with a Gretsch pickup or something like yeah. that yeah no that sounded good like so we saw I saw him two nights running me and Mark went up to London to see him on, on the Thursday night and then I put him on the Friday and on the Friday halfway through he broke a string and he borrowed uh, my mate's telly and it sounded so much better. Right, okay. When when he was plugged into her telly, it just like just sounded so much better. So um so there was that what what and then the other show that I did uh, was this band from New York called Iron Chic and uh they had a telly going into a JCM nine hundred and Classic. a uh a a jazz master going into a JCM eight hundred. Uh, so yeah, sort of nothing, nothing really to report it's on the that front. Of classic punk backline. Yeah, those are really essential yeah. punk backlines. SVT in some way, bass amp. Uh, it was a uh, no, it was an orange uh, one thousand Terra bass. Okay, yeah, I mean that's the kind of modern the version, cheap, I guess, the cheaper of, version of the uh, ubiquitous punk yeah, bass amp. Um, SVTs are kind of gone. By the wayside now, everyone's got a base terror yeah. or the uh, or the OB series. Yeah, that's I guess. it. So it was that. Um, what else was there? Was there anything else of note? Not really. Uh, no, unfortunately not. What, the opening band of that show, um, the guitarist, I think, was maybe using a JTM forty five. Oh, nice. Sounded amazing. Just an SG into a JTM forty five. That was really cool. It was very. It was quite a Marshall heavy weekend. Um, I mean, it's punk gigs, so yeah. it's bound to be. It's so funny how genres are so like like you see a range of guitars in any genre, but everything's so amps like punk is so Marshall driven. Yeah. Whereas you know, math is so orange. Well, and it, and it was funny. So on the the show that I did on Friday night, um, Chris, your drummer, was the sound yeah, engineer, sound and uh, I think like I showed up and just sort of gave him the lowdown that on Friday night, you know, it was. Oh yeah, man. Don't worry. Like everybody's sharing drums. Everybody's sharing amps. There's actually no changeovers whatsoever. Everybody's using the same amps. Uh, do you want a pint? <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, it'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah." Sort of didn't have to do anything all, all night. And towards the end of the show, he he moved away from the sound desk and came and stood with me because he didn't have anything to do because it was all set up. Wow, that's so much different than when he worked. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was uh, yes yeah, so a hectic weekend, but but good, good fun, um, punking it up and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. But unfortunately, not a huge amount to report. Um, the yeah, the only thing that did come out of it was one of my friends was like, "You should do like like a pedal talk at some point because like 
like she she was saying how like she didn't really like going into guitar shops because whenever you have to like demo stuff in a guitar shop you're sort of in the middle of the room you have to play out loud you have to play out loud and like they just kind of want someone to like they just want to go somewhere and be like that have like a workshop as opposed to like a guitar shop so I was thinking maybe we'll maybe we might look into setting up some sort of I've got some thoughts on this that's, that's what I'd love to do yeah imagine that imagine having a shop where you don't really sell anything but people pay you for your time to talk to them about gear <laughs> that's the that's the ultimate dream yeah people, people come to you and you talk to them about stuff and then you advise them what to buy and they go and buy it from somewhere else but pay you to do it <laughs> absolutely so you're just like a personal shopper, personal pedal yeah, shopper. Yeah, I, 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 re- I reckon that's possible because I, I reckon you could be a personal guitar shopper for vintage guitars if you knew enough. Like you could definitely. In fact, there was a, a few yeah. people I'd served before that, yeah, that did know, that. Yeah, we know. We know people who've done um, that. And I reckon you could do it on a new level as well. Didn't Andy people Baxter who, do that? You can go to Andy Baxter and say, "I want I'm, you. Can you find I me this? this?" And he'll go out and find you. Andy yeah. Baxter of Andy Baxter Bass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, does he, he has some amazing stock as well. Yeah, he has some amazing stock. Didn't he have only? Didn't he have the Stingray Number One? Really? Yeah, wow, I think he had I, Stingray I number one, which had, which had a letter from the wife of um, the person he gave it to saying, oh, yeah, Leo Fender basically built this. This was the first one. And it was like £20,000 or something like that. Right, wow. Bonkers. Bonkers. Joe Brenton, yes. what have you been up to in the last week? Um, well, I'm nearly done touring, which means I'll be sort of back 100%. I feel like my input's been down. Yeah. The, the last no, no one's well. noticed. No, yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly done touring. I've only got a few dates left, like three more shows next okay. week, and then I'm, I'm back 100%. But I bought some pedals, actually, what this week. What have you week. bought? I made some additions. Um, I bought um, the Ditto, uh, is it called the X2? Right, yeah. Has it got one. two buttons yes. or four buttons? Yeah, it's got two buttons. Okay. So the Ditto X2, um, I got it because it's got an option on there. It allows you to reverse and or yep. half speed on there. Oh, there's a good little trick with that. You can use both without using the switch. Oh, really? Do you know that? Yeah. So if you if you turn it on and you're looping yeah. and you set the effects to half yeah. and you hit it once, it'll go to half speed. If you double tap it, it will go to reverse. Oh, that's quite nice. Oh, that's yeah, cool. so you can do your half speed and half speed reverse. Um, yeah, it really great for an incredibly affordable little sort of looper for like live use. And if you just want something that's going to do interesting effects live, I think it's a great option. I did underestimate its size. Even like when I got sort of the box, I didn't take it out of the box until I got it home. And, and I think I just thought maybe there was padding in the box. But considering how small it's the quite ditch chunky. is... It's massive. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's I'm, bigger than a boss pedal. I don't know if I can get it on my board. Like, well, I haven't been able to so far. You not put it underneath. Stuff around. Leave it on all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> constantly the looping in reverse. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, half speed. Yeah. Underestimated how big it is. But what a great sort of affordable little looper. What a brilliant upgrade from the from the Ditto. And Definitely. the the uh, the second thing I got was an MXR analog chorus. Really? The, the Yellow one, blue one, the blue That's one, the, the, the stereo. Chorus I used is the to, one. yeah, yeah. I used to have the micro chorus, which is yellow. Yeah, which is and the, very, they very do good. the big, they do a bigger yellow one as well. Right, which is cool. That's that's cool. That one. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I got it and thought I'm going to have chorus instead of reverb. 
because I've got limited space on my board. And <laughs> yeah, I sort of like tried yeah, it on out. On bass, I, I think I'd rather have chorus than reverb. No, but on the bass. reverb is a, reverb like, on bass. Yeah, for reverb like, on everything. When you've no. got sort of like you know, no, chill no, no, bits, no, it's no. quite nice. Anyway, um, I was wrong, completely wrong. So, <laughs> so I've bought two pedals that I sort of put on my board for like a practice and then immediately retired. The X2 so, <laughs> is worth keeping, definitely. Yeah, the X2 I'll probably keep hold of. I don't know about the analog chorus. I'm, I might take that back because I'm. I'm I realise I don't have a meat box. Yeah, you should get that. So I might. You've had one before, them. though, right? Uh, no, I've used them before, but I've never owned one. So I think I might trade it up. So I've, I've been in a sort of pedally, pedally mood. I was sort of trying to, uh, yeah, just trying to redo my board, trying to get a few things. I'm selling a few pedals as well. I probably can't promote that. On you here, cannot yeah, promote yeah, that yeah. on here. Do not no. promote that no, on I'm here. No, I'm not. Oh, but also, can I can I say I'm on the lookout for something? You can. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really want one of those old. Do you remember Fender? It's not old. It was maybe a decade old now. Fender, the Fender TV series. Oh, the little basement TVs. Yeah, the basement TVs. They weren't that little. No. They did a 210 and they did a 15 inch. Mm -hmm. And And a 212, I believe. um, No, never a 212, a 112. 112. Yeah, they did a 10 inch, a a 12 inch, a 210 and a 15. Okay. Uh, 500 watts on the 210 and the 15. Okay. Obviously prefer the 15. Um, Completely solid state. Yep. Um, Yeah. Um, um, Why do you want one of those? Because they look incredible. They do look incredible. I mean, really they, do, like- they certainly do look incredible. But I mean, you can't gig those. Yeah, you can. Why not? Definitely not. Definitely not loud enough. Really? Do you Two know boxes are too small. Do you think? If you were in like a classy little jazz band or a wedding band that was doing more like low key stuff, yeah, then perfect for a loud rock band such as yourselves yeah. muse-esque rock band um <laughs> you will uh, you'll not get away with one of those um maybe oh maybe, yeah maybe the 12 then maybe just something for home use but they look incredible i've got to have one yeah they're awesome they were awesome Joe, at the time yes i've i've got to say actually what? i um talking of talking of bass amps and then mark mentioning your band i was listening to your record that came out last year i've got one comment about it it's not long enough <laughs> <laughs> which one which record reptiles reptiles it's not, it's not long, long enough, enough. It's, it's 22 minutes that's not long enough that's like one song it's an EP uh, yeah. is it one yeah, song I was, I was a bit misled because there's six songs on it uh, but yeah, they're not yeah. really six songs no no it, no it? the last one's one song but the, the label told us to split it up to, to flesh it out um, did anyone this is slightly off topic but did anyone see the new Radiohead video today Yes, no, I did. Yes. Yes. The I mean the song is obviously utter pants. Um because Radiohead are terrible. You are bag out of but, you are an idiot. But oh, you know, God. it's it's exactly what He's, you'd expect. It's Mark long, Packham's, ponderous, oh, doesn't really go anywhere. A uh, bit boring, a uh, bit pretentious. Um but the video is amazing. It's the Wicker Man redone in Trumpton, which is really? pop- is the best yeah, video that yeah. I've seen for Q-Q, years. Barnum McGrew, Cuthbert Dibble and Grump. It's not the actual characters, but it's oh, basically the, the same s- animation. Is, is yeah. it any of them? No. No. I mean, oh. I don't, I'm not that familiar with Trumpton, but I know Q-Q, the style. Barnum I know McGrew, those Cuthbert ones. Dibble and Grump. Yeah, uh, let's let's say Dibble is in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, mate, I love Dibble. He's banging. Okay, good, good. But the video is amazing. So what I would suggest is YouTube. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's called Burn the Witch, uh, Radiohead. 
turn the sound off and <laughs> watch the video you. with a cool band like uh, I don't know Screeching Weasel Dillinger 4 Random Heroes someone like that um, <laughs> playing um, and enjoy the video it's um, it's good um, one thing that I did because I saw um, everybody getting really excited because um, Radiohead were deleting their presence from the internet and um they, that, and then the next day, immediately put a video. No, no, on no. The they, internet. they like because they deleted their website and they like they they like deleted their. Tom York took himself off Twitter or like deleted his tweets. And See stuff. what I mean? And like pretentious. Well, like everyone was getting really excited because they were like, oh man, like it looks like they're about to do something. I got really excited because I thought Radiohead were like disappearing from the internet. Which yeah, would you know, there is actually a point to this. Is that I was looking at on someone's like, oh Johnny Greenwood's like deleting his tweets and stuff, and I looked on Johnny Greenwood's Twitter and. Um, his Johnny Greenwood's Twitter bio is just quotes from people who've said I like your Twitter bio from on Twitter That's and he weird. just he just like links to their it just goes like at uh, Joe Blogs I like your Twitter bio Johnny Greenwood and then like at, just like, throwing it out there I don't think Joe Blogs is a real account I mean I'm, yeah you know what I'm, I'm saying, re- Jay? I, I was actually I was listening to that on the way home and I was like I'm really surprised you don't like Radiohead. Because they are right up so many bands that you've you you also like like take massive influence from them. I'm I'm just really surprised. I, I just you don't, know, uh, Matt, have you heard have you heard that Johnny Greenwood's um, got this band that he is the um, uh, the conductor for? Yeah, now? he did the um, he did the soundtrack to um, There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? And yeah, and it's incredible. He performs like a four-piece orchestra. It's like him on guitar, and then there's like a cello player, a violin player, uh, and I think someone who plays double bass. Yeah, that looks really uh, interesting. It's just really good. They do like all soundtrack stuff, but he's done quite a lot. So he did uh, also did the soundtrack to that film. We need to talk about Kevin. Oh yeah, uh, that's really it. dark. With yeah, um, I mean those are two really with... dark movies. Yeah, and his soundtracks are quite quite dark as well. Cool. When I met him, it was probably the only time I've been seriously starstruck. <laughs> I was like, "You are one of the reasons that I started playing guitar." Were you and like, I just didn't really know what to say. Him. We like, and he was there with his wife and kids. I was like, "Oh my god!" I really like, like my hero. Tilly. My name is Matt Day. <laughs> I really like that band you're in, Muse. They are great. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say what you should have said to him is, "Look, mate, apologise for Muse, and we can all uh, we can all be friends." <laughs> So um, this week I finally paid the uh, balance on the Montreal count to five, Montreal Assembly yeah. count to five, uh, which is annoying because um, I'm a bit skin and it kind of comes out the blue. And basically in the email he says, "Yeah, you need to pay for this right now, otherwise we'll just give it to someone else." Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's probably the weirdest way I've ever bought anything on the internet. Like you go onto his blog or he'll email out. Okay, you say first of all sign up for his newsletter. Then he'll email out saying, I'm taking some pre-orders, but I don't really know when they're going to be done. So if you just put a deposit down on this sketchy website that I've got on Blogspot and through PayPal, just put like $50 down and I'll email you at some point. And then maybe like four or five months later, you get an email saying, yeah, yeah, um, if you've put a deposit down, go to this sketchy Blogspot page that I've made and make sure you choose the one that says, yes, I've already paid a deposit, not no I haven't already paid a deposit <laughs> there's no like it doesn't your deposit doesn't seem to be tied to this is good this, this is just cool. so like, weird and then he and then you if you don't put it down he basically says yeah um, there's loads of people after these so just if you don't put a deposit down sorry uh, if you don't pay for it like now basically uh, 
I'll give it to someone else. I quite like that though. I, quite, I, I kind of feel like the internet has become like like buying stuff on the internet has become and I've realised that this might come across but I mean it's, it's become a little bit safe and like like remember when oh, you yeah, used what to, a terrible thing that is no but like you know you, you remember how like it used to be like when I used to buy like nowadays if I want to buy like a record or a t-shirt from a band I like I just go onto like you know you go onto their like their Bandcamp page or whatever and it links you through to the UK version of their website or you know there'll be a company that is selling t-shirts on their behalf or selling records on their behalf as a distro in the UK whereas like you know 15 years ago it used to be like oh I really want to like I remember when I ordered I, I ordered um, 1039 smoothed out slappy hours by Green Day and I ordered it from interpunk.com oh, I still use interpunk occasionally but like you know I ordered it and like Eight weeks later, yeah. the CD just shows up in your yeah. door and you're like, oh, this is great. It's yeah. like, it might not ever show up. Maybe it'll show up out of the blue. It's great. I, I, I quite like that way of doing things. So um, that's fine. But the thing that is concerning is that when there's two buttons that say, yes, I have paid a deposit <laughs> or no, I haven't paid a deposit. The, it's like The good thing is you could now sell it on eBay for probably twice the money you paid for it. I know. I've I, seen a couple go on there and people are asking ridiculous amounts of money. I don't understand. Them. I'm going to keep it because I want to use it and stuff. Yours, but... yours will has, uh, be etched 2016 on the back as well. Oh, yeah. That's the new one. Mine's etched 2015. Nice. Got, yeah, it's, uh, you, goodbye, a 2015 one, you know, complete the set. <laughs> I heard 2015 was a bad year. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Auto-tune and everything yeah, is terrible. Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable, unbelievable. Go get a 2016. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So the other thing um that uh cropped up this year, and this is my big idea, and I haven't run it past you guys yet. Hashtag World Cup of Pedals. Okay. So, I don't know if you've been looking on Twitter recently, but a lot of people have been doing uh, World Cup of. So, um, people have been doing like World Cup of cereal. Uh, the one I saw yesterday was World Cup of assholes, where mm-hmm. they uh, worked out who was the biggest uh, a hole out of a bunch of people. But what I want to do is World Cup of pedals. So, we'll basically set up some groups of four pedals okay. each. And uh, then we'll go through rounds of voting on Twitter to see who is the best 
in the world at being a pedal. Okay. Um, so what I'm suggesting is in the Facebook group, we're going to take nominations. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go over to Twitter and there we will vote on who is the winner over okay. the course of maybe nominations will start probably from tomorrow which okay. is Wednesday um, and then maybe Sunday we'll have the World Cup of Pedals how are we going to split it up is it going to be like are we going to have like a like I was thinking this should we drive have drive section exactly. a delay should section group, a reverb section or, and a modulation section or, or something like that do we go a bit more wild card in the groups and have four completely different pedals how do you mean well, oh, okay, so I see, right. Group A could be a crybaby. Boss DS1, Crybaby, Marvel Drive 3, and a, I don't know, uh, Digitech Space Station. Won't that make it. Won't that just mean that the most bonkers pedal in each category wins? Not necessarily, because, you I know. I mean, out of those, I'd probably choose a DS1. Yeah, or, the, you know, so most people would choose a Crybaby, I think. I think this is going to be good. Okay. But, yeah. I- I'm into it. Um, so if you're listening to this and you've got a Twitter account uh, or if you don't get Twitter it's going to be fun um, f- head over to the Facebook group first where we'll be taking nominations and then we're going to go over to Twitter and do the voting I've just decided that this is happening uh, is this a really exciting thing that you yeah. nearly like we're going to decide what's earlier. the greatest pedal ever in the World Cup of Pedals 2016 what could be I more mean, exciting than that I mean it's the Boss RE20 no I'm not even going to enter it we Man, you're not going to enter no, it. Definitely don't enter did, it. Did not qualify. What are you talking about? Did not did, qualify. Didn't make it out of its regional group stage, unfortunately. Sorry, J Cross. There was uh. actually a sort of doping scandal around <laughs> the uh, Boss RE20. Had to be docked 11 points. Right, okay. Um, and did not make it. I know this is your second biggest footballing disappointment uh, yeah, of the it. week. So, uh, <laughs> should, we, um, should we move into news? News. Um, so a big bit of news first up this week um, TC Electronic teased a brand new pedal last week um, and we had some guesses about what it will be um, and they've announced that it is the Sub Up Octava Matt Hold Knight on, who, who, who correctly guessed it? Um, well, it was you. It was you. It was me. Of yeah, it was good. Me. And, that, us- and that was without insider knowledge. I, uh, I, I didn't put that on there. I yeah, had no insider yeah, knowledge. Yeah, right. On this. Yeah, definitely. You saw the press release weeks in advance. Tell uh, us, honestly, they're, t- they're they're very secretive these days. Tell us about the sub and up. Yeah, um, a, a monophonic or polyphonic octave pedal, which I thought was quite cool. Rather than, I mean, they're obviously going like. Wow, electroharmonics have had great success making this uh, this octave pedal. We should probably do something similar. Isn't it surprising um, how few other companies try and compete with the Micropog? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe people have kind of just left them to it, or maybe electroharmonics are being particularly harsh about like people trying to go anywhere near their designs. I don't know. But um, it's quite cool because... It gives you the octave down and the two octaves down, so a little bit like the old Boss OC2. Um, but you've got the choice of yeah, because the, the OC2 does the same. But you've got the octave up, um, which is nice. You can have one or the other tone print, which is kind of cool because you can then set how. I think you can actually. I don't know if you can set the pitch between zero and obviously one octave down or up, but you can kind of tweak. Um, the octave sound I think you can tweak all the EQ so if you're using it on bass you can maybe stop it from sounding like overly subby um, which we were talking about I think last week when I was saying that someone was trying to put an octave down on a guitar already tuned to baritone tuning and it sounded really naff yeah um, I think with this you can then alter the EQ so obviously it would sit in the mix much better 
Um, and if you want that kind of classic, yeah, Boss OC2 sort of sound, um, it does monophonic mode rather than a kind of um, electroharmonics sort of polyphonic 12-string sort of thing. That's great. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Sub 100 quid as well. Really? So, Is it? Whoa. Yeah, nine, I think they're going to wow. be about £95. Pounds. Wow. Will this take um, the micro pog off of its mantle? But I mean, managing I, to undercut the pedal by that much... The only the only downside I can see is no dry output. Oh really? Which I think is a bit we of a shame. We can't blend the dry signal. You can blend the dry. You've got a but no, you've got, oh, no, no you've got dry volume, but you've right, got no okay. direct yeah, output. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which is weird because a lot you know obviously TC pride themselves on true bypass and analog dry through. So a lot of the pedals that are like obviously you know say that you when it's off your pedals going right through. And I thought well if they do that then adding the you know the uh, direct out would have been an obvious choice weird yeah, definitely it's um it has got an expression in though hasn't it uh no i think it's just in and out really i'm sure mm. i swear i saw a video with the expression connected no i don't think so okay there's no there's no other expression pedal um in and actually the funny enough when this came out i was like they still haven't done a trem oh I was yeah like, I was like, I'm sure there must be like a trem at some point, but they've still not done a trem, which I I, I find weird. But uh, that's another thing. But I have got high hopes for this. I reckon it's going to sound really good. Do you know? Really good. So my thoughts on this are that it's a bit of an interim release until they do other stuff because the sub and up has featured already as a tone print on the yes. bass amps. Yes. So there's not quite as much like R&D I guess that's gone into this as if it was a brand new pedal they're kind of no. working with something that already exists well the same I mean the the the, the crazy thing about the TC pedals uh, the same as the new neighbour pedals is that the Hall of Fame the flashback they're all the same unit inside they're just pre-programmed and then locked so you can't change what they are yeah um, so if there was some way that you could like jailbreak the TC pedal you could effectively load any tone print into it um, but it was it's funny because the other day someone plugged in the G system and it made me realise how dated it sounds compared yeah, yeah. to other things on the market it was a great unit like the, the quality is you know the quality of the effects are really nice but the unit itself is rather large and kind of feels sort of quite I mean it's probably 10 years old now nearly yeah. 10 years old yeah yeah um and i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of did something even tied h9 line 6 m5-esque you know that'd they're doing be, their flashback nice move i think it'd be it would be a cool move for them to do that because i think maybe not go down the like the weird pedal board route that like Sansamp have done and T-Rex did with like the Soulmate where you've got like five pedals in one board because that sort of doesn't work like if people are like no I'd rather have like one pedal that does one sound at a time with a hundred presets or I'd rather have five individual pedals yeah um, yeah I think like you say like something like an H9 that encompassed like all of the TC um, yeah, time I'm, print I'm, stuff I'm, would be really I good I reckon that's something like that's got to be or even yeah, doing like a, a an X four, and then you can put four different pedals four different into it. I don't know. I suppose yeah. maybe in a way you kind of then someone bought that, then then it'd be like, well, why would I buy a flashback and a Hall of Fame and, and things like that? As yeah, well, but. definitely, definitely. Um, Joe Branton, yes. Tell us about the Nordstrand Big Blade bass pickup. 
Well, some finally some base news. Finally for you to some talk base about. news. Yes, a little bit of base news. Well, Nordstrand, the the pickup brand that uh, I guess all base players know and love. Nordstrand very much have um, kind of taken the mantle for. I guess what everyone thinks of as being the best base pickups you can purchase at the moment. They've sort of taken that from, uh, I guess, Bartolini in that sort of, uh, that area of real sort of hi-fi pickups. So Ibanez use Nordstrand on all their high-end stuff. Do they? Switch from Bartolini's? Yeah, Bartolini now only appears on their sort of mid-level range um, and Nordstrand on on, on their high-end stuff. but Nordstrand have made massive inroads with more rock players um, recently. Uh, my favourite bass player, Juan Alderet, has yep. um, uh, uses Nordstrands on a couple of his uh, a couple of his P bases. Uh, actually, he lives down the road from the fella who uh, who designs really? them. Yeah, so so whether that has something to do with it, I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, I just imagine uh, a sort of like. Um home improvement uh, style situation where he just looks over the fence exactly like, I imagine you, it is exactly made? like that oh just some new pickups try them out I imagine it is exactly like yeah. that but yeah um, so Nordstrand sort of coming across and trying something a bit more like uh, a bit more within the market that I think uh, Seymour Duncan um, have uh, sort of uh, tied up uh, in their big blade pickups. So bladed pickups aren't anything new for um, for bass. Uh, in fact, if anything, it's quite a dated concept. Something that was rife in the in the eighties with um, uh, the names escape me. With the EMG? No, not EMG. The other one. The other Demarzio. big one. Demarzio. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so bladed pickups are still sort of uh, even something on bass. That- Demarcio yeah. do some bladed stuff on bass. Very much so. Yeah, really? they do okay. a whole bladed range, in fact, of okay. jazz bass pickups, P bass pickups, um, and of course, Demarcio do the the Billy Sheehan set, which are in fact bladed. They're just not the the blades aren't visible. I was just thinking that you've not mentioned Billy Sheehan for quite yeah, some time. There you go. There's Wan Alderet has kind of taken over your. Yeah, he has a bit taken your heart. There you go. I just got a little. Okay, you got on both Sheehan plug in. Yes. You're you sandwiched go. between You know them it's both. base news when I'm talking about Billy Sheehan and yes. Juan Alderet. Yeah, it's Even finally. though neither player play this particular range of pickups yeah. that we're talking about. In, uh, yeah, it's been quite some time since there's been some base news. And That's quite some true. time since I've seen you this animated. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm trying. Uh, the Nordstrand Big Blade base pickups then. Uh, so they are Nordstrand's stab at the sort of quarter pounder style pickup that Seymour Duncan um, do so the idea is uh, accentuated uh, low end and mid range um, due to those sort of extra large uh, pole pieces and um, and yeah this is their super aggressive super loud high gain pickup um, a, a great alternative I think if uh, if you want to try that sort of thing if if you want if you're if you're not concerned about cleans I Made the, if they're anything like quarter pounders, I made the be in chunky. hindsight mistake of putting quarter pounders in my uh, in my precision base, and they just uh, they just prevent me from getting any form of uh, of clean tone out of the uh, out of the instrument. So if clean is not what you're after, um, then you know what better than going for probably the best bass pickup manufacturer around at the moment, the Nordstrand Big Blade Bass Pickups. Man, earlier you mentioned that uh, Zvex are 20 years old this year. And yes. um, they have released a pedal this week to uh, to celebrate that fact. The 20th anniversary Fuzz Factory. Um, how is it any different? Is it any different? Uh, it is not actually any different inside, um, but they're only making 25. 
Um, you think all... that they? You think they'd make twenty <laughs> for the anniversary? Yeah, I know, which is weird. Which is weird. Yeah, twentieth anniversary, uh, we've made twenty-five, which bizarrely isn't as limited as some of the other ones they do. But this one does come with a hand screen printed uh, envelope with certificate uh, signed by the artist and uh, Zachary Vex, and yeah, I suppose it's kind of maybe more of a collector's item. Um, than anything else, but that's a shame they haven't made more of that pedal's, it. Yeah, I can't believe that pedal's twenty years old. I like it's you know, crazy. It, it sort of it was one of those pedals that sort of started the kind of new boutique sort of revolution. Really, and it, it's such a progressive sound. Basically, took him to I think Manny's. Yeah, I mean wow, you know this well that they, that fuzz pedal has been used on so many you know so many records and and is so out there and i think one of those things that's almost never been matched but effectively a modified fuzz face um but yeah i think he took it to manny's in new york and then i can't remember who bought one um like a really famous player bought one and then it just kind of like snowballed from there and they're the company today that we we know today the weird thing is actually i think they've been relatively quiet the last couple of years and they've sort of released a few products and I think it's difficult because there's so many. Uh, for a time, they were one of the only, uh, you know, boutique pedal manufacturers out there. But now there's so many other people out there, and their hand printed pedal, the hand painted pedals, are expensive. Yeah. Well, you only um, need to go back like two or three years, and I think Zvex were were kind were the head of this, were spearheading boutique pedals. It's it is. I completely agree. It's strange how much of a back seat they've taken. And you're right; they charge a lot for their screen printing. Yeah. And I think that's seen a I mean, huge rise in the Vexter series to... popularity. But that you know everything's you know it's, it's, everything's made in America. Like the the non Vexter stuff is all is all made in America, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which yeah. Is, so, you know, so is Electro Harmonics. Yes. Yeah. And of course. Of course. Which is 50 the pounds. Yeah, yeah. Which of course is the um, is is always going to be the 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 argument against the Zvex stuff, but you know Zvex aren't making anywhere near the number of pedals that uh, electroharmonics are. You know, it's you just you won't get anywhere near that figure. But they're, they're a great company, a great company. They do some, you know, yeah. and and I think I think it's a shame because people only tend to know them for their very very weird stuff, but they do some great like usable stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean they did they did that. Um the one thing that kind of never took off and they never really did any modules for it, which I thought was a massive shame, was the Invento box, which was their kind of build your own Zvex pedal that came with basically a fuzz factory uh and a super hard on in one box with a three EQ tone stack. And they were like, oh we're gonna release loads of other model modules, build loads of other pedals and I just don't think it ever took off. And they still make it, but I think you basically have to kind of know a bit about circuitry and mod it yourself where the original idea was you could buy upgrade kits throughout its life and then you could just like make it into other pedals huh. um, weird weird that they would yeah. do that but that's a great cool idea that, that, that could have really taken off but like when Mark Bass did their modular bass amps yeah. Yeah. Well, when Fender did the deluxe pluses with the personality cards it's just oh, like yeah, yeah. It never it's, seems one, of it's one of those things that never works then people don't want that they want the finished products yeah. ready but, you know, to go they, they do a little you know they were doing the nano head before anyone was making valve heads that would become anywhere near as low powered as they are now i mean they do a half watt valve head yeah and i remember when i first saw that when i first started playing guitar i was like 
I want one of those, but it's really expensive. And now, obviously, people out there like Blackstar are making one watt valve heads for like less than a hundred quid. Bonkers. <laughs> and there and theirs is still hand built, and it's you know five hundred dollars. Yeah. But you know they were doing it way before other people even thought. Oh yeah, low powered is the way to go. You know? And um, yeah, they've definitely like had a very cool history of some awesome, awesome units. Jay Cross. Oh yeah. The last bit of news this week, you may know something about, but you may not. Okay. Whoa, Bob- whoa, 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 whoa. Are we placing bets? No. Okay. No, because I, I don't think I do. I did sort of tell him to look it up before we started. Really? But- oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you do that. Bob Mould. Yeah. Has released the Sky Patch Overdrive. Well, wait, wait. Does this mean all of our news has n- none of our news has involved? either an amplifier or a guitar no there isn't any this week it's no. all pedal news and pickups and pickups and so, one bass pickup but I don't count bass stuff so oh. Bob, Bob Mould has so created a pedal Bob, who is, is Bob Mould Bob Mould is the uh, the singer and guitarist of uh, Bob Mould of the moment of, of Bob Mould yeah but um, one of the one of the greatest rock bands of all time uh, Husker Du um were you about to say Muse, Joe Branson? You look like you're about to jump onto the mic and say Muse. He was not the singer and guitarist in Muse. He was, uh, yeah, he was in, uh, he was, he was, well, he, no, that's underselling it, underselling the other. He was, he was the singer and, and guitarist of, of uh, Husker Du, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And, um, um, and Sugar. And Sugar as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think he's had, I think in like over the years, he maybe is like, played in the Foo Fighters as well here and there um, I've definitely seen at least one video of him playing okay. guitar for the Foo Fighters and he, um, it's worth mentioning he's had a bit of resurgence in the last couple of years there was um, a couple a couple of years ago did a solo album and was on like Conan or something yeah um, I think with Taylor Taylor Hawkins from uh, from the Foo Fighters I think was playing drums for him no I'll tell you who it was it is the guy who plays drums in his band is the singer from another band. Okay. Info from that I've forgotten. But it's a band that you like. Uh, Cloud Nothings? No. Uh, like a girl fronted rock band who sounded a bit like Lemuria. Okay. He's also in them, but he plays guitar in them and okay. he plays drums for Bob Mould. Anyway, Bob Mould is a righteous dude. Bob Mould is great and like. Yeah, I've never seen him. I've never seen him. He the only time he played, uh, he did play a show in Brighton um, about five years ago, and I was away and I couldn't go. Okay. Um, and I've I've just I've never I've never been to see him in London. He plays fairly regularly, but yeah. So what he's done? A so tripod, what under his own name? So. A few years ago, apparently, he hooked up with, uh, I think they're called Tim Pedals, T-Y-M. Is that right, Matt? Is it pronounced Tim? Uh, Tim, yeah, because the guy, uh, yeah, T-Y-M. His name is Tim, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tim, but T-I-M. Yeah, yeah, weird. T-Y-M, you mean. Um, So... No, Tim who makes the... Yes, I realise that. It's (laughs) T-I-M. A few years ago, he, uh, Bob Mould went to him when he was on tour because his MXR Distortion Plus right. uh, was broken and they released a limited edition pedal to tie in with Bob Mould's album at the time that featured some of the album artwork uh, and was available um, and was basically a Distortion Plus in a box. Um, 
but had Bob Moldy stuff around it. Um, his latest album, I believe, is called Patching the Sky. Okay. Um, hence the name Sky Patch for the newest pedal. Um, and it's basically the same thing. Um, but the guys at Tim Guitars have tweaked the circuit a little bit to provide, uh, I think they describe it as like a slightly tighter sound. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. It's only available on his website, which I think is bobmole.com, but whatever. Um, and it comes with a t-shirt and I believe a copy of the album. So oh, okay, cool. I thought it was worth mentioning because it is a cool thing. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, artists are kind of struggling to make money from music, what with streaming and the such. So doing things like this, where you get a copy of the album, but that's not really what you're paying for. No. You're paying for the pedal. Um, it's a really cool way of releasing an album, I think. That is cool. And again, it's limited edition. Matt, have you got the info there? Of how many numbers? Uh, two hundred. Uh, no, so it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, I did read somewhere. I think they're making like a hundred or two hundred. The photos look like they made a lot. Okay. Um, but I've just clicked on a link to say go here to buy and it says this item is no longer available oh, so, so they may well out. have already sold out yeah this uh, news only came out a couple of days ago so whether they've sold out or whether it's not up on the site yet I don't know but um, yeah I thought it was interesting because you know we've had a few artists uh, release pedals and stuff recently but no one really under just their own name as kind of a way of promotion for their album I thought it was a cool uh, cool little thing to that talk about that is very cool that is very cool. I didn't know about that. I thought okay. I will look into that. Definitely. That's, it's cool. That's his real name as well, you know. Yeah. It's not a pseudonym. No. Robert Mould. Nice. That's a cool name, isn't it? He's a good old boy. Born, to, old born boy. to be a punk rocker. Yeah. Should we do some questions? Questions. Do we have time? We do. We've got uh, we've got time for a couple of questions quickly. Uh, this one's from Toby. Toby says, Morning, fellow nerdlings. It's actually evening here, but, you know, people listen to it in the morning. So, anyone have any opinions slash experience of Italia guitars? I've been thinking about getting an airline slash Eastwood as I'm after something a bit different, but came across these and thought they looked super cool. Oh, that's so tricky. J-Cross. Oh. <laughs> It, dep- it depends, is the short answer. Um, Italian guitars are... the. My impression of Italian guitars has always been kind of the same. My feeling towards Italian guitars has always kind of been the same as it has towards a lot of those sort of 60s revivalist guitars, which is they're going to be a bit crap, but that that's okay. But they... Yeah, but it, I think a, a, with those sort of guitars, a lot of the time... It, it, it it does it is way more down to sort of looks than anything else. And I yeah, do think absolutely. You can make, I do think they sound good. They just they are going to play a little ropey. And yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they don't set up so well. I mean, well, I do think Airline are an exception to that. I think Airline are are, are a really high quality version of this sort of thing. And I do think Airline and Eastwood represent a different mark of quality than Italia do. I but don't know. I mean, so interesting. But some of the Italia stuff is quite high end, yeah. isn't it? Like the Rimini's I mean, one of the and things, stuff. Yeah. One of the guitars I really miss was my Marinello Speedster. Yeah, oh, I forgot pickup. about that. What a great guitar. Because they, like, they go like mega cheap on eBay sometimes, but they're like a 600 quid guitar, and that thing, like, play... I mean, obviously, I changed the pickup and stuff in it, but the, the actual guitar itself played amazing. Yeah. Um, and I was actually just having a look at what they offer now, because I've not sold them for a long time. And the uh, Modolo Standard, with featuring triangle scratch plate P90 and two single coils with trem in metallic burgundy 
um, is one of the kookiest guitars I've seen in a long time. They've that actually they've done that model I think since, since they started. I don't know about in Burgundy, but so it's like a Strat, isn't it, with a P90 and two single coils? Yeah. The yeah. Marinello. Do they also do that in lime green or slime green or something? They do a lot of. I mean, they do a, a lot of colours I've not seen before. They do the Mondial, which is their like Les Paul with yeah, the, yeah maybe they do that as well. Because I um, went a couple of years ago when I was working in a guitar shop. I uh, I sold one of these guitars to a friend of the podcast, Chris Wilson, and uh, he he loved it. And like it was, you know, it's and I played it and I really liked it. But it's like it is one of those things where you are. Um, sort of paying a little bit for what it looks like yeah, and the fact that it's it's a little bit different you know it, I, I've, I, as I say I feel the same about a lot of these like Italia and Airline and um, like Dan Electro as well I think Dan Electro are the big one for me in that like they're probably not going to like they're going to be a bit crap and okay. you've, you've got to do a bit of work yeah, to them yeah. but they look great they're so unique it's and they are super unique absolutely and it's going to be cheap like relatively cheap you know in comparison to um, you know if you know like like you said the Rimini which is um, Italia's kind of Rickenbacker type yeah. thing you know it, you're getting the guitar for like a, a fifth of the price or something you yeah. know Rimini well maybe maybe a third of the price what's a Rimini like 400 quid yeah, 500 like quid that, probably around whereas that. you know you, you're going to have to pay 1800 quid for a Rickenbacker yeah and it's like yeah it's not going to if you AB the two it's not going to be the same but like whatever man they're like they're great really fun guitars they're, re- they're never going to be your first guitar let's put it that way but it's, not, it'll no. be the sort of thing that you'd have you know as well. stand at home. Yeah. They, the one um, thing that they at have at least over... they make a sitar now you know yeah mm. nice nice. they do electric sitar so like the old corals which is kind of cool because those vintage 60s ones would set you back like a few grand now but you know if you want that sort of same sort of 60s vibe with the resonant drone strings you know 700 quid nice the one thing they have over over like Dan Electro is is that you get an awful lot of uh, unique pickup configurations with especially with Italia Italia yeah yeah, Dan Electro always going to be the same which is unique in itself but um, but even things like uh, I think it's the Mondial the base version of the Mondial comes with a uh, um, a neck humbucker much the same as like a a teddy base but then you get uh, like a piezo in the in the bridge and it has a thumb rest that's a, that you can slide, you up, can and slide up and down yeah, 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 just yeah, little yeah. things like that I just think oh, the, the fact that someone thought about this this much <laughs> is so dumb but reckon, so good yeah, do, you reckon there, do you reckon there was two people in the uh, it, when they were designing it there was two people and they are like I've, I've done this this is great and someone's going oh I quite like it but like can we the thumb rest should be further up and he's like no the thumb rest is staying where it is and they're like no you should move the thumb rest further back and someone else has gone guys Slideable thumb rests. Unbelievable. And because it's like a, a chambered body, that is just a hole into yeah. the body that you have to slide it up and down. It's bonkers, but I kind of love it for that. So, what? I mean, what even was the question? Was it just... Sh- should he buy an Italian? Yes. Well, yeah. mean, yes, but but I do think airline make higher quality stuff than Italian, but they are also more expensive. So Yeah, there's not a direct one-to-one either, is there? So it, whichever one you prefer, the like, you know, like the look of... Um, go for that because you're not going to get an Italia style guitar from airline and you're 
vice versa. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Do last... you know uh, Italia once did a uh, a bass that was in a, a leather wrap? They did. I played uh, it. It was it, it had, ridiculous. It, it had uh, four lipstick pickups on their ends, so yeah. one pickup for each per string. string. I almost bought a silver perloid sparkle work version of those where the oh, really? top was actually perloid sparkle. <laughs> that is... Good. The was, best thing I've ever heard. It was ridiculous. One last bit of feedback this week. Jerry says, I do feedback. Gu- Indeed. I do guitar things, repairs and very occasional builds, and listen to podcasts pretty much all day in the workshop. Oddly enough, until recently, I'd never subscribed to a guitar podcast. I rectified that and came in just in time to shout loudly and often at my computer during your last quiz episode. <laughs> then when I heard mention of internet news groups in episode 52, I knew I was home. So, um... Thanks for that, Jerry. Nice yeah. to get some positive feedback. Um, Welcome, indeed. Jerry. Hope you uh, hope you stick with us and do go back and listen to all the old episodes and stuff. Um, thanks for everyone for questions this week. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. That's where you can send your questions. If you would like to get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week delivered straight to your podcast. Years. I was going to say stretch your podcast catcher, but it's not, is it? Go through the Patreon app. We're, we're talking to you, Jerry, by the way. Yeah, Jerry, mate. you know, jump on board. If you want to hear an extra half an hour <laughs> each week, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, uh, where from as little as $5 a month, you can get an extra half an hour of this every week. Um, and, you know, if a spot becomes open, you can, uh, you can get onto our exclusive... Uh, executive producer tier uh, for ten dollars a month, um, just like these lovely people have. Mark Cross, Mark Rice, Rob Pierce, Katie Short, Dave Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Eric Siri, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfroy, Jack Conroy, Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, Colin Anderson. Um, that name that you fluffed halfway through, can you just say it again? Uh, who did I mess up? Uh, Jack Godfrey. What did I say? Jack Godfrey. Free. You went Jack. <laughs> oh, I, no, I didn't. Did you I? did. You muffed it. You're going to have to check because I don't think I did. No, I'm not, I mean I can't while we're recording. Just All say right. Jack Godfrey. Jack Godfrey. There we go. Excellent. So for more of that Facebook, uh, for more of that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Join in the the. Uh, the good chats at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum follow us on twitter at guitar nerds instagram at guitar nerds youtube.com uh, forward slash guitar nerds videos follow me at mark underscore random on twitter matt at matt underscore nightsy j at jaybn1 and joe at joseph underscore 900 we're going to be kicking off world cup of pedals from tomorrow or today if you're listening to this on wednesday or oh, yesterday if, if you're, you're listening, listening to it on Thursday or two days ago, no. Or at um, some point in the past. We're going to start off on the Facebook group, so do head there and then follow us on Twitter where we'll be doing the actual competition. It's going to be awesome. We're going to find out who is the world champion of pedals 2016. Thanks so much for listening and we'll uh, see you next week. Cheers. Farewell. Away with Bye. thee. About your days ye must go. Cheers. Au revoir. You done? Yes, done I am. Finished, kaput, capiche, I shall speak no more. No words shall come from my mouth forth into the world of podcasts. Matt's gone.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 